This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Wednesday, June the 29th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to find out everything that's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Headlines scours all the wrestling media websites to give you a comprehensive, detailed rundown of everything that's going on in the world of wrestling. Headlines also is a free podcast available where any podcasts are made available. Podcast drops every single day. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast features so you don't miss an episode. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get to the headlines. Starting off here on Wrestling Inc. Update on Cain Velasquez's attempted murder trial. Dominic D'Angelo was writing in at this hour. We still have lots of questions related to the Cain Velasquez and his alleged murder attempt, but any further developments are going to have to wait until at least August, according to MMA Fighting. Velasquez will have to wait until August the 19th for his official plea hearing. Now before that, the former UFC champion will have a motion hearing, but that won't happen until August the 5th. Meanwhile, a civil lawsuit has been filed against the man accused of molesting Velasquez's son. Harry Gortles was pursued by Vasquez in an 11-mile car chase that Velasquez reportedly fired off shots with a 40 caliber handgun. Gortles was charged with lewd acts with a minor and was arrested before being released from custody. He decided to plead not guilty. Now, the lawsuit, which is a 13-page document that originally reported by MMA Junkie, had several charges filed against Gortles' mother and his business partners and 
a child care business. Those charges allege sexual battery, sexual misconduct, sexual harassment. It also includes training and investigation, neglect in hiring, general negligence, retention, and supervision. For more information on everything that's going on with Cain Velasquez and what may happen with his trial, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. as they will have more information and continue following Dominic D'Angelo. Now, continuing with the headlines, so many things are happening in the world of professional wrestling right now. Now, Robert Grunier is writing in at this hour. How does Bianca Belair feel about possible intergender matches finally taking place in WWE? Now, intergender matches, which is a man versus a woman, in WWE haven't been displayed much since the Attitude Era in the late 1990s and early 2000s. But one of WWE's top stars, women's Raw champion Bianca Belair, isn't shy about welcoming challengers, including men. She would go on to say in a quote, I'm a fan of China. I have a fan of Beth Phoenix, the women who've done it all and who've gotten in the ring with men before, Bianca told Sports Illustrated. I would love to, but right now, I would say our women's division is stacked enough. At one time, it was commonplace to see women get caught up in situations alongside men where a painful outcome would sometimes result. In some cases, the women would outmaneuver the men and hit the boys with some offense, but it's less common in WWE television nowadays. A recent instance of intergender programming has been few and far between since WWE has decided to go more PG. One of the most notable intergender moments in recent years involved Nia Jack forcing her way into the 2019 Royal Rumble and getting hit with an RKO by Randy Orton. A 619 from Rey Mysterio and other signature moves from other male superstars before she was ultimately eliminated from the match. If you'd like to find out more about what Bianca Belair has to say about potential intergender matches happening in WWE, continue to follow Robert Grunier at Wrestling Inc. Dana Brooke is making headlines today. Ross Berman is writing in why she did not make her scheduled WWE appearance on Raw this week. Dana Brooke had been having such a good month. The WWE 24-7 champion had been a regular fixture on WWE programming, even getting a win over Becky Lynch a few weeks back, but an absence on Monday Night Raw did sneak up. Now, many people were not really quite sure what had happened or what the reason was. Now, Brooke did tweet out on an update on her condition, thanking fans for the support and explaining that she was involved in a bad car accident, but is doing good and she will be back in no time. For more information on this, continue follow Wrestling Inc. as they will give you all the latest of what's happening with Dana Brooke, the 24-7 champion. Dominic D'Angelo is also writing in at this hour. Did WWE NXT see a ratings boost as it builds toward the Great American Bash? Well, let's find out. Troy 2 Dimes Donovan sleeps with the fishies now, and fittingly, this week's episode of WWE NXT 2.0 also suggested its head above water in terms of ratings. WrestleNomics released the numbers for Tuesday's night's airing of the program, and it came in with 570,000 viewers. Now that's down 11% in the viewership from last week's episode. In the key demos, it also took a hit too. The total viewership saw a 39% drop, accruing the average audience of only 143,000. This was a big decrease from last week's high, which was 235,000. Now, NXT did rank at number 42 for all the cable original shows in the 18 to 49 demo. And that's if you include broadcast prime time, it placed 59th. The heavy hitter, as usually, was America's Got Talent on NBC, which came in number one with 6 million viewers and a .64 in the 18 to 49. Now, the number was down from last week's 629 episode of NXT, which had an average viewership of 636,000, which puts it at year-to-date down by 56,000 in that key demo. For more information on the key demos and and the logistics of NXT. Continue following Wrestling Inc. as they will have so much more information on this. Ross Berman is writing in at this hour, WWE signs a top Bellator star. Following the footsteps of Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, and other MMA athletes turned pro wrestlers, Bellator's Valerie Master uh, 
Lawrida has signed with WWE. Now, as reported by ESPN, Lawrida is a 23-year-old MMA fighter with a 4-1 record and is set to report to the WWE Performance Center on July the 19th. Now, she was initially reluctant, but she was talked into attending this year's WrestleMania by her agent and immediately latched on to the elaborate spectacle, comparing it to the Super Bowl. Now, she said she got some goosebumps from seeing WWE for the first time, as she did when she saw MMA for the first time. She finally had a tryout with WWE in early April and then in May, and according to ESPN, she called her manager crying, said she didn't want to leave. I just want to get better, she told her manager, not wanting to miss out on any training. She's hoping to be on WWE NXT by the end of the year. For more information on this big signing of WWE, continue following Ross Berman as he will have more information on this over at Wrestling Inc. Marco Rivera is writing in this hour, The Undertaker comments on Stephanie McMahon's WWE promotion in wake of Vince McMahon having to step down. WWE Hall of Famer The Undertaker believes Stephanie McMahon has what it takes to tackle her new role as WWE Chairwoman and CEO. The former WWE Champion is known as one of Vince McMahon's favorite talents of all time, but that still didn't stop The Undertaker from heaping praise on Vince's interim replacement, Stephanie McMahon, in an interview with Sports Illustrated. He would go on to say, Stephanie is incredible. She's got going on with the show right now in her new role. She is a level-headed person who knows the whole picture. She's steady and calm and knows exactly what's needed to do. There's no selfish bone in her body. She's all about business. She's the right person for the job. I have 100% confidence about what Stephanie McMahon will do for the company. Now, as reported in several episodes, Stephanie's father is currently under investigation after reports of a covered-up affair with a former employee surfaced in an article in the Wall Street Journal. Now, the report suggests that there was a $3 million bribe sent to the employee in the situation to keep her hushed. This ongoing investigation, however, hasn't stopped Vince from making appearances on WWE television, with the former chairman having yet to miss an episode of WWE programming since the events. For more information on this, check out Marco Rivera's article, which is trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Russ Berman's writing today, Mad TV star reveals advice from Paul Heyman and head of a WWE segment. Will Sasso had some to share with his run-ins when it came to professional wrestling. The former Mad TV star recently appeared on Casual Conversations to discuss his wrestling fandom and all the fun cameos that Sasso made while he was on television and even some precious advice that he got from someone in the wrestling business. Among other stories, Sasso recounted being backstage before an appearance on WWE SmackDown. Sasso was set to do an imitation of Stone Cold Steve Austin. As presented by Chris Jericho, Sasso got interrupted. And before the segment, Paul Heyman gave Sasso a bit of advice when he was out there with the wrestling legends. I'll tell you something Rick Rude taught me, Sasso said, imitating Heyman's voice. When you're out there and Stone Cold's music hits, pretend there's a pencil up your ass and you have to break it off with your cheeks. For more information on this, Ross Berman has this article once again trending over on Wrestling Inc. Dakota Cohen's writing at this hour, Miro believes the AE title, AEW title, has gone to, well, the shits. Very few men have held the TNT title in such high regard as former champion Miro did. Now, the TNT championship is a secondary title in AEW that was first won by Cody Rhodes, who defeated Lance Archer in the finals of the eight-man tournament at Double or Nothing 2020. In an interview with What Culture Wrestling, former three-time WWE United States champion and former TNT champion Miro revealed he believes it is to blame that the TNT title is not as prestigious as it used to be. In a quote, he would say, it's the man that creates a title. It's not the title that creates the man, Miro said. Everything I did with that title was the fruits of my labor. The title didn't come with all this heaviness. I mean, it came from Darby Allen, which is a great competitor, but you know, we're such different people, such different styles. Unfortunately, the Sammy Guevara thing happened, and he landed on my balls, and I still haven't forgotten about that. I take the fault for not being too good of a champion, because ever since I lost the title, the title has gone to shits, and it's nothing to blame Sammy Guevara, Miro said.
said he's just got to bear that cross for it. Now, Miro held the TNT Championship for 140 days, which currently sits as the second longest reign, all that behind Allen, who has 186 days. Now, Miro defeated the TNT Championship successfully eight times against opponents like Eddie Kingston, Lance Archer, Dante Martin, before ultimately dropping the title to Sammy Guevara. If you'd like to find out more about what Miro has to say about the TNT Champion, Dakota Kai, Dakota Cohen, has the article trending right now over on Wrestling. Robert Grunier is reporting at this hour from Wrestling Inc. WWE reveals the first glimpse of the John Cena Legacy Championship belt. Now, as we approach the end of June, the sun sets on WWE's month-long celebration of John Cena's 20th anniversary of joining the main roster. Through social media posts, celebratory matches, and even an episode of WWE Raw dedicated him this past Monday, WWE has pulled out all the stops to claim that the 16-time champion is an icon. To cap off all the festivities, a special Legacy Championship-inspired belt by the Doctor of Thought Thugonomics will be available for people to buy at WWEshop.com. Now, this will happen only until the end of July. Only 500 of said belts will be made to the public, so fans will need to jump on the opportunity when they come available to snag one of these legendary championship belts. For more information on this, Robert Grunier has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour. John Silver is making news because, well, John Silver is criticizing AEW star MJF. With so much going on in pro wrestling landscape these days, it's easy to forget that it's been a month since AEW star MJF took us on that roller coaster ride from spectacle. He refused to appear on Double or Nothing. So to do so, his fiery speech against AEW owner and CEO Tony Khan on AEW Dynamite a few days later. But since then, all has been quiet on the MJF front, except for a few comments from those in AEW, with some openly criticizing him, while others have played coy and offered no comment regarding their feelings towards MJF. Now, the latest talk about the MJF situation, no other than the Dark Order's John Silver. In an appearance on KNS WrestleFest virtual signing, the meat man himself talked about MJF's gripes, albeit not too seriously, and asked whether or not MJF was really worthy of a raise. He would go on to say, no, he actually should be paying the company to be on TV, I think, Silver said with a laugh. I've known him since he started. He should be paying them for them to put him on TV. Now, not only did Silver feel MJF wasn't worthy of a raise, but he did pick out something else. Some other reasons why MJF perhaps is not really the salt of the earth that he claims to be. This is indicated in a story about planes, not kind of involving MJF and planes that one would expect. MJF is standing where the plane lands, Silver said. He's standing there, just waiting obnoxiously. Really, that's all I have to say. No word on whether MJF is taking any of these accusations seriously, or if he thinks it's all just in cheap. Once again, MJF has not been on TV, and there's still no reports on when he will come back. But we will find out soon if you continue following AEW programming, and Eric Mutter has that trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter's also writing in at this hour from Wrestling Inc. Victoria reveals why she wasn't in the 2020 Royal Rumble. Arguably one of the most successful women wrestlers in the early parts of the 2000s was Lisa Marie Varon. Now, thanks to her stints in TNA slash Impact Wrestling as Tara, she was a five-time knockouts champion, and in WWE, she was known as Victoria, and she was a two-time women's champion. But despite her WWE success, it would take Varon over a decade to show up in the promotion again when she appeared in the 2021 Royal Rumble match. But in an interview with NBC Sports Boston, she talked about her appearance at the Royal Rumble and why it took her so long to get back. She would go on to say in a quote, a lot of people ask me and I'm like, if I did something, I'm not really aware of it, Victoria said. I finally went back to the Royal Rumble last year. I was supposed to be in the works for it last year, but I was already booked on the Jericho cruise and they were like, can you get out of it? I was like, I'm already advertised. I don't go back on something that I'm already committed to. I don't think I did anything wrong by saying that to WWE, but if you guys know if I've done anything wrong, please let me know. Or maybe I actually
actually don't want to know. Now, Varon was in fact on the Jericho Cruise Rock and Rager at Sea, appearing as a special guest during the cruise's five-day voyage from January 20th to the 24th. The voyage featured special guest appearances of AEW Dynamite that aired from the boat from the Bahamas, which involved Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page defeating SCU to win the Tag Team Championships, but Varon didn't appear on any content itself. Now, it should be noted that in the 2020 Royal Rumble event did take place two days later after the Jericho Cruise had wrapped up, which wouldn't have given her much time. For more information on this, follow Eric Mutter on Wrestling Inc. as he will have more information on this. Ross Berman is talking a little Road Dog. Road Dog believes AEW could be booking themselves actually into a corner, but what does he mean by that? Booking is an art, it's not a science, and Road Dog wants to make sure AEW isn't hamstringing their presentation with hard and fast rules for booking finishes to matches. And a quote Road Dog would say, I think when you have to have a clean finish in every match, I think there's more detrimental than throwing the match out because, well, someone fought outside, Road Dog said on the latest episode of Oh You Didn't Know podcast. Now, a member of the legendary Armstrong family, Road Dog has a lot of experience with DQs and double countouts, and added sometimes it adds to a rivalry's long longevity, and it says it actually worked better in the territory days. Using the point system as they do in AEW, Road Dog said, referring to AEW's strict wins and losses. At some point, you're going to book yourself into a corner because everybody needs to be able to be beaten, and everybody also needs to be able to win. He would also go on to say, it's not just good for everybody, Road Dog said of the company's petulant for clean finishes. We can't tell the story always and do that. Now, a former Intercontinental Hardcore and Tag Team Champion, Road Dog was a producer and writer for WWE from 2014 until his release in 2022. During that time, Road Dog, whose real name is Brian James, was the head writer for WWE SmackDown before transitioning into WWE Performance Center duties back in 2019. James was released in January as WWE began restructuring their NXT developmental brand, and where James was producing matches, teaching promo classes, and helping with character development. James thanked fans and WWE for his time with the company after his release, saying, hey, just business. For more information on this, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. as they will have more details and follow Ross Berman. Matthew Wilkinson is writing in at this hour. WWE Hall of Famer recreates John Cena's WWE debut on the main roster with his daughter. The wrestling world has been paying tribute all this month to John Cena's WWE debut, which took place 20 years ago. And the man who was involved in that match, well, he has his own way of celebrating it. It was Kurt Angle who John Cena first confronted in WWE, uttering the famous words, ruthless aggression, as he slapped the former Olympic champion before the two competed in a match. Now, the opening promo from Angle in Cena's entrance has gone, becoming iconic at this moment. And the WWE Hall of Famer, who is currently recovering from double knee replacement, wanted to do something funny to commemorate the moment. There's a video circulating right now on Kurt Angle's Instagram, where he and his daughter recreate the moment in their driveway. If you'd like to go ahead and see this iconic recreation of the moment, Matthew Wilkinson has this trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Dominic D'Angelo is also writing in at this hour, Evil Uno provides a status update on the Dark Order. Now, the Dark Order has gone through a little too dark recently due to the reports of others exiting the group, but one of the original members, Evil Uno, says the faction is in fact still alive. Now, speculation began Tuesday as another member of the faction, the Dark Order's Alan Angels, was now released from AEW. Now, he said he's excited for what's next. Uno, who caught wind of the buzz on social media, kept his tweets simple as well as saying, the Dark Order is not dead. Now, Angels is one of the people to retweet Uno's sentiments, but so did a fan criticizing Uno for not wishing his Super Smash Brother partner, Stu Grayson, well wishes as well after he was released earlier in the year as well. Uno actually did wish his partner well wishes following Grayson's exit by tweeting, Stu Grayson is one of the best performers in the world, whoever and whatever he does 
says next, Evil Uno knows he will continue to be one of the best. Now, with Stu Grayson and Alan Angels both being gone from the Dark Order, many believe and fans are concerned that the Dark Order may officially be dwindling their time down in AEW. However, time will tell, and if you follow Wrestling Inc., they will give you more information on that. Matthew Wilkinson's also writing in at this hour. Jimmy Corderas gives a ref and respect to John Cena. Former WWE referee Jimmy Corderas has become the latest name in the industry to heap praise onto John Cena, giving him a lot of ref and respect for what John Cena has given back to the business. WWE has been celebrating the 20th anniversary of Cena's debut through the month of June, and it peaked on this past Raw's WWE Raw episode this past Monday night, with dedicating the 16-time world champion Cena himself on the show. Now, Corderas believes that the tribute WWE gave to Cena was done absolutely phenomenally, with the company putting together a great video package. Looking back on his career, he received an honor from all the current stars that he's ever worked with. WWE shared videos from various wrestlers showing their respect that night. These range from stars like Randy Orton, Triple H, but fans were also surprised. Tony Khan allowed AEW stars to also appear in videos, with Paul White, Brian Danielson, and Chris Jericho also. Jimmy Corderas thought it was a classy move. For more information on this, follow Matthew Wilkinson as he will have more information on the tribute to John Cena. Dominic D'Angelo is also writing in at this hour Eric Bischoff's confrontational book in Saudi Arabia. Now, many people know Eric Bischoff has been very, very hard on the booking that has happened in Saudi Arabia with the matches as far as Crown Jewel is concerned. Now, the author of Controversy Creates Cash, and there's plenty of it, when Goldberg defeated Bray Wyatt in Saudi Arabia. On the latest episode of Strictly Business, which is an Eric Bischoff podcast, he discussed the utilization of part-time stars in wrestling, and his former employee, Goldberg, has become a modern-day embodiment of that term. Goldberg ended the winning streak of The Fiend in 2020 at WWE's Super Showdown, and while many were upset of the result, Bischoff boiled it down to one undeniable aspect that's been a part of the business since the very beginning. Bischoff would say, and I quote, I can give you about 39,999 reasons why that was a decent idea, Bischoff said. It was all about business. 40 million. And I know what wrestling fans are thinking. Oh my God, it's all about the money. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is all about the money. Bischoff painted a picture where many, many may not be accurate of Vince McMahon wanting to protect the Fiend character, but obviously being swayed to put Goldberg over with the desires of the Saudi Arabian government who financed the show. WWE show in Saudi Arabia gave all legendary characters a big emphasis on the current talent as well. You gotta give the customer what the customer wants, especially for $40 million, Bischoff proclaimed. You're the chairman of the board of a publicly held company. You're gonna have to answer to your shareholders because you turned down $40 million because you didn't want to have a character lose $40 million. That's a class action lawsuit. You know what you gotta do? Bischoff supported WWE's decision to have a part-timer such as Goldberg win because it all boils down to money and business. With more information, Eric Mutter's writing in this hour, Mance Warner, who has been gone for many, many months, is set to return in a big way. Now it's time to ice down a cold one and put some Leonard Skinner on if you're an MLW fan because Mance Warner is coming back into the fold. The promotion announced on an Instagram post that Old Manser, as the kids call him, will be making another appearance for MLW this summer following his involvement in Battle Riot. Now this summer of surprises continues as MLW announced today that Mance Warner is back to raise hell, throw lariats, and kick back a case of 
old beers only like Mansur can. Mansur's next appearance in MLW will be on August the 27th in El Paso at MLW's Fury Road. It will celebrate the return of Mansur right now with the return of Mansur's MLW merch over at MLWshop.com. Making his MLW debut in 2019, Warner is one of MLW's most beloved wrestlers, feuding with guys like MJF and many others. As long as he can, Old Mansur will fight with no remorse, violent, and he will not stop. He will continue to go. Many people are fearful of not only getting in bar fights, but getting that man from Bucks North Tennessee's bloodied fists on him. For more information on this, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. and Eric Mutter as he will have more information regarding this. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about Corey Graves. Now, Corey Graves is being known as someone who's really changed the way commentary has been done recently. His work at the Raw announcing desk has given so many people reason to praise him in many other ways. Corey Graves gives his comments about the upcoming Money in the Bank title match. Now, Carmella and Bianca Belair may not have been a lot in the Money of the Bank bingo cards, but Corey Graves sees this as a moment for his wife to shine. On the latest episode of After the Bell, Graves spoke about his co-host Vic Joseph and about the match and about Carmella's reaction to it. This was not the plan, alright? WWE Universe knows that. There's no secret, Graves said. Everyone was looking forward to Bianca and Rhea, and Carmella said it to me. What am I going to do now? I've got Bianca. She's competed against Bianca numerous times before, but she's got that look and quite different now. But this is literally my golden opportunity. Not necessarily speaking of the time the Raw Women's Championship was on the line, but I mean the placement in the card. Every ticket sells. Hard subject to change, right? This is just part of the business. Injuries happen. Circumstances happen. Now Carmella finds herself in a very high-profiled match. Now the match was officially made this past week on Raw, and many believe that Carmella has the golden opportunity that she has always wanted to have. Once again, to follow this story, continue following Wrestling Inc. as they will give you more information. Wrestling Inc. is also writing in at this hour, WWE Hall of Famer defends the Young Bucks from criticism and actually says they're super talented. Former WWE star and WCW star Buff Bagwell is among the long list of former wrestlers, podcasters, and fans alike who actually don't get AEW's World Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, in their whole act. Earlier this week, Bagwell tweeted the following, Okay, this is where the internet turns on me. I get why the Young Bucks are loved, and they get themselves over. I don't get the Young Bucks, though. I don't get the whole mystique. Now, the two-time WWE Hall of Famer Kevin Nash, however, is evidently among the section of wrestling stars who appreciates the Bucks and their contribution to the business. While responding to Bagwell's critique of the AEW EVPs, Nash said that his former WCW colleague would have to get things, and that's the way the Bucks work. With that being said, definitely continue following Wrestling Inc. as they will have more information on this. Guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Headlines once again. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to give you everything that you need in the world of professional wrestling. From the great writers to the wrestling websites, Headlines is your one-stop shop to make sure that you get all the wrestling news so you can get back to your day. Headlines is once again a daily podcast that is free. You can get it anywhere podcasts are made available. It drops each and every day, so make sure you hit that notification so you don't miss an episode. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The rule of-